Previously on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. Shohei Otani. Uh, I don't know if I've ever made my feelings on Shohei Otani known on this podcast. I, for one, firmly believe that he should not have been the American League MVP last year. It should have been Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was hands down far and away the better hitter and the only reason that Shohei won MVP is because he was a good hitter and a somewhat decent pitcher. Um, He is the Angels' ace because they don't have pitching. He would not be an ace on the majority of the other teams in baseball. There are a majority of teams that have guys on their roster who should only spend their career with that one team because they are that team. Like, Charlie Blackman with the Rockies, with the Yankees, it was Brett Gardner. They should have re-signed him. Even if he doesn't play every day, he should still be on the roster because he, he is that team. Uh, with the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw, uh, Paul Goldschmidt should probably should stay with the Diamondbacks even though they're garbage. <laughs> He's not garbage, but he was a Diamondback. Uh, Albert Pujols with the Cardinals when he left with the Angels he should have stayed with the Cardinals of course now full circle he's back with the Cardinals um, and spending the last year or two of his career with the Cardinals but he was a guy that should have stayed with the Cardinals Freddie Freeman a guy that should have stayed with the Braves for the entirety of his career and in no way should he be on the Dodgers right now in no world should that be a thing? He should still be an Atlanta Brave, but he's not. Here's my fastball. See if you can hit it. Oh, there it goes. 180 feet. So, What is up, everybody? We are back. We are back. We are back. It is Monday, July 18th, and we are back. I want to welcome everyone into the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, episode number 22, and we have got a packed show today. My name is Troy and I'll be guiding you on this journey and in today's show we're going to look back at the weekend series that we covered on Thursday's episode. I'm going to give you my home run derby bracket. We are going to do our next edition of our Baseball Fanatic podcast team power rankings and then we are going to do our random player of the episode. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeart, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find this podcast. You can find the show on socials, on Twitter and TikTok. Just go on either of those and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. The profile picture for both of those will be the logo for the show. And yeah, we are going to jump right on into it and take a look back at the weekend series that we covered on Thursday's episode. And if you haven't listened to Thursday's episode, make sure you go back in the archives and give that episode a listen. That was our very first interview with a professional baseball player. Uh, It was Houston Astros prospect Michael Sandel. Great interview. He was a great dude. So make sure you go back and take a listen to that episode. It was a fun time. Uh, And the first series we looked at on Thursday's episode was the Red Sox at the Yankees. I predicted the Yankees to take that series two games to one, and wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, I was right. The Yankees did indeed take that series two games to one. 
Um, and on Saturday, Sunday, yesterday, on yesterday, uh, Chris Sale made his second start off of the injured list, got hit by a comebacker in the pinky of his pitching hand, and he will now be out. He said for at least four to six weeks, the team has not given an official timeline, uh, but he is back on the injured list for at least four to six weeks, and that dude cannot catch a break. When he is healthy and when he is not getting hit by comebackers, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. But over the past couple of years, he has just not been healthy. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's sad to see his career – the stretch that his career is currently in because he's getting on up there in age and this could very well be, you know, his swan song uh, with all the injuries that he has had over the past couple of years and just, just left and right, something happening. Um, uh, it's definitely safe to say you can put the hashtag fragile label on him. Um, and it wasn't like that at the beginning of his career. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't hashtag fragile, but now here in his in the late stages of his career, it's just left and right. Injuries left and right, and he just cannot catch a break. Uh, the next series we looked at was the Mariners at the Rangers. I predicted the Mariners to take that series three games to one. They came in to that series on a 10-game winning streak. I also did say that it would not surprise me if the Mariners swept that series. However... I did play it safe and predicted the Mariners take it three games to one. So I'm going to go ahead and take the L because the Mariners did, in fact, sweep that series. Um, so they will enter the All-Star break on a 14-game winning streak. Just insane the way they've been playing over the past few weeks. Going from under 500 to now over 500. Going from not on the Baseball Fanatic podcast team power rankings to being on the baseball fanatic podcast team power rankings spoiler alert uh, but uh they've just playing been playing really good ball as of late pitching hitting it's just all come together for them over the past couple weeks and they did sweep the rangers the third series we took a look at on thursday was the orioles at the rays i predicted the orioles take that series two games to one and wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. The Rays took that series two games to one. Uh, however, the Orioles are still at 500 after that series, which means that the entirety of the American League East is going into the All-Star break at 500 or better. I'm going to repeat that for those in the back. The entirety of the American League East is going into the All-Star break at 500 or better. If there were any doubters that the American League East is not the best division in baseball, y'all need to think again <laughs> because it is far and away the best division in baseball. I've said it. I know I've said it Thursday. I probably said it before that. Uh, it's, it's not as much this year that the Orioles is bad as much as it is they just play in the best division in baseball and they have to play 76 games against the other four teams in the American League East. And they just happen to be the fifth best team in the American League East. If they were in the American League Central or the National League Central, they would win those divisions because those are the two weakest divisions in baseball. Um, if they were in the American League West, they might would be putting up a fight for one of the wild card spots. 
because outside of the Astros and what the Mariners have been doing over the past couple weeks, the Athletics are probably the worst team in baseball. The Rangers are not anywhere close to what they expected to be, and the Angels are putting up a fight with the Athletics for worst team in baseball moniker. Um, so it's 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 time to realize that the Orioles are good. They're just not American League East good. <laughs> Uh, if that's a thing. Um, and then finally, we did look at four series on Thursday. First time we did that, uh, the fourth series we looked at was the Brewers at the Giants. It was a four-game set. I predicted that series to go to a split. And wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. The Giants took that series three games to one. Uh, the Brewers go into the All-Star break on a downward spiral. Um, they have not played well over the past couple of weeks. Cardinals are back within half a game for the division lead. Um, once again, the National League Central is the second worst division in baseball. The only division worse than the National League Central is the American League Central. And uh, the, even even the teams at the top, they don't want to win the National League Central. They both they, they just keep finding ways to give up that division lead. Uh, so it, it, it'll be a race for between the Brewers and the Cardinals for the National League Central Division title. But, I mean, who's going to want to watch that? It's not going to be very entertaining. Uh, and that neither team will make it far in the playoffs. But uh, that's what we're looking at. And those were the four series that we covered on Thursday's episode of the show. And that will bring us to my home run derby bracket. In case you didn't know, in case you were living under a rock somewhere, we are in the middle of the all-star break and tonight is the night the very best event the, one of the best things that baseball does i love the home run derby almost as much as i love french fries and if you've known me ever then you know that i love french fries uh that was kind of random but it is what it is and the home run derby is tonight ladies and gentlemen i am excited i hope that you are excited it is christmas in july come to life it is the top three favorite favorite time of the year and uh we've got a good lineup for the most part in tonight's derby uh let's see one two three four five i like five of the eight participants um Maybe six. Uh, Pujols is an interesting choice to do it. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that since Pujols is doing it, they also didn't have Miguel Cabrera do it. Um, but uh, my bracket is as follows. I'm going to go through it as they are ranked. Uh, so Schwarber faces Pujols in the first round, and uh, I've got Schwarber taking that one in pretty much a landslide. Uh, Pujols is old and washed up. I, I honestly don't know why he's doing it. Um, I have also said over the past few days that it would not surprise me if Pujols uses the what is remaining of his baseball prowess and just wins the whole thing. But my official prediction is Schwarber beating Pujols in the first round. Uh, number two versus number seven, we have Pete Alonzo versus Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, probably the best and what will be the closest first-round matchup is between that and another one. But uh, it, it'll be fun. Two National League East uh, opponents facing off 
in the first round, and I do have Alonzo taking that round. I think that one will be close, like I said, but Alonzo is a back-to-back home run derby winner in 2019 and 2021. There was not a home run derby in 2020, as there was not an all-star break in 2020. Uh, so Alonzo is looking for the three-peat. Number three versus number six, we have Corey Seager versus Julio Rodriguez, rookie Julio Rodriguez. He is looking to become the youngest player to ever win the home run derby. Um, and I actually have him beating Seager. I have him getting the upset in that round. Uh, I think that is probably the only other round that is going to be close and will compete with Alonzo and Acuna. The only other matchup in the first round that will compete with that will compete with Alonzo and Acuna for the most entertaining and most competitive round matchup in the first round. Uh, but I do have J Rod taking that one. And finally, four versus five, we have Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez. I honestly don't understand the Jose Ramirez pick for the home run derby. Uh, yes, he can hit home runs, but I don't really see him being very competitive in a home run derby format. Uh, so I do have Juan Soto taking that matchup, which leaves the three National League East uh, competitors all in it, along with an American League West competitor. And that will bring us to our second round. We have number one, Kyle Schwarber versus number four, Juan Soto. I do think I think from the second round on, it's going to be very competitive and very entertaining. Um, and I think it'll be a very, very fun watch. And I have Kyle Schwarber taking out Juan Soto in round two. I think that uh, Juan Soto also isn't really a home run derby guy. Uh, and he's, but I think he's better than Joe Ram at it. And. Kyle Schwarber will be his kryptonite because Kyle Schwarber will win that matchup and move on to the finals. And that brings us to our other second round matchup. Julio Rodriguez versus Pete Alonso, number six versus number two. Young Gun gunning for the title of youngest ever to win a... Home Run Derby. I don't know. Uh, I, my train went off the tracks there. <laughs> Versus the guy looking for the three-peat in Pete Alonzo. And ladies and gentlemen, I have, once again, not an upset. Alonzo moving on to the finals. Um, I think that out of all of them, this one has the chances of being the most competitive matchup in the entire home run derby. I think it's going to be the most fun watch. This one will probably go to a swing off. Um, if, if if only one, if I can only choose one matchup to go to a swing off, it would be this one. Um, and uh, I think that one will be extremely entertaining, edge of your seat the entire time. Uh, but I do have Alonzo moving on to the finals to face his National League East rival slash competitor, Philadelphia Philly, Kyle Schwarber. So number one versus number two. And I have Pete Alonzo three-peating and taking tonight's home run derby. Uh, it's, it's This is another one that's going to be a competitive matchup. 
uh, in the final round. Um, but Pete Alonzo is just – he's made for the home run derby. That's thats just all there is to it. Hopefully he will retire his home run derbiness after this year so he can have other guys win it. But Pete Alonzo is made for the home run derby. His swing is made for the home run derby. The way he plays his game is made for the home run derby. And I have him, in fact, completing the three-peat. I honestly wish that instead of Albert Pujols, we could have had Aaron Judge, or instead of Jose Ramirez, Aaron Judge. Um, I think that would have made it entertaining, uh, a little more entertaining than it already will be. It's going to be entertaining regardless because it's the home run derby. Um, uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton would have been good additions to this, um, or even Joey Gallo. Honest, well, I say that, but he hasn't really fared too well in home run derbies. But uh, def- definitely Aaron Judge at the very least. If I could replace anybody, I would replace Albert Pujols with Aaron Judge. Um, that would have definitely messed up, uh, rearranged the seating since Aaron Judge does lead baseball in home runs currently. But uh, that that would have been um, that would have definitely been a better derby. I also hope that Chris Berman is doing commentary for the home run derby. ESPN. I know you're not listening to this, but if, if by some chance. You are. Get Chris Berman to the Derby. Get him to L.A. For the love of God, we need the back, 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 back. It is gone from Chris Berman for every single home run. Oh, I miss when he used to do every Derby. It was so great when he used to do every Derby. Um, not Nothing against Carl Ravitch. I, I, I like Carl Ravitch. He's a good play-by-play man. But... Chris Berman needs to do it. And if we can't have Chris Berman, did you know who else we need? Matty V, Matt Vaskersian, the best play-by-play man in all of sports. Period. And put him with the best color commentator in all of sports, even though he's not employed by ESPN. Bring in Tony Romo. Matt Vaskersian and Tony Romo calling the home run derby. That would be the, oh my God, that would be the greatest commentary team ever. The best best play-by-play man in all of sports, the best color commentator in all of sports. That would would just be, whoo, whoo, whoo. On that note, I've got the National League winning the All-Star break, but on on that note, I'm going to take a break, take me a little breather, take a little walk around the house, maybe go smoke me a cigarette. We'll be right back after this on the Baseball Fanatic. And we are back here on the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. And that will bring us to our next edition of the Baseball Fanatic Podcast Team Power Rankings. So excited that it played out like this. Uh, I've said it time and time again for the past couple of weeks. I am so excited that we get to do the Team Power Rankings during the All-Star break. I think that's perfect. I think that's so much better than doing hitter or pitcher power rankings on the All-Star break. So I, I did not plan this. It just happened naturally, and I am so glad that it happened that way. Um, and that will lead us right into our Baseball Fanatic Podcast team power rankings. Coming in at number 10, we have the Chicago White Sox. They come into today with a 46-46 and 46 record. They went 12-9 and nine since our last team power rankings, and I'm pretty sure that this is their first appearance on the team power rankings. They've been playing good ball of late. Uh, Tony La Russa has 
pretty much seemed to be the next manager on the chopping block. Uh, probably should have been fired before Charlie Montoyo of the Blue Jays, and I gave you all my thoughts on that on Thursday's episode. But uh, the White Sox have been playing well of late. So uh, we'll see what they can do down the stretch. I still don't think they're going to win the Central. I still think they'll finish below 500. This will be Tony LaRusso's last managerial season. Um, but past couple weeks, they've done well. Coming in at number nine, we have the Baltimore Orioles. I know for a fact this is their first time on the team power rankings. They come into today with a record of 46 and 46. They have played 12 and 6 ball since the last power rankings, and they uh, had a double digit win streak snapped this past weekend uh, by the Rays. And they, like I've said, they are the fifth best team in the American League East and probably the sixth or seventh best team in the American League. Um, like I said earlier on the show, they would definitely win the American League Central and they would definitely win the National League Central. And if they were in the American League West, they'd probably be, uh, they'd either be number two or number three in the American League West and fighting for one of the wild card spots. But unfortunately for them, they play in the American League East and they're going to probably finish fifth in the American League East and miss out on the playoffs, even though they probably are a playoff team. And we have them ranked at number nine. Coming in at number eight, the Seattle Mariners. They come into today with a 51-42 and 42 record, 17-2 and two since the last team power rankings. Uh, the best record since the last power rankings out of all of baseball. Uh, but the only reason I don't have them ranked higher is because I didn't want to jump them too high into the power rankings because I don't think that they are going to make the playoffs. Um, they've just had a really good past couple of weeks. Um, including a 14-game winning streak that they are currently on. Uh, but I don't think that's sustainable. Um, so that's why they're only ranked eighth and not higher than eighth. Coming in at number seven, we have our second team in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays. They have a record of 51 and a 41, 11 and 9 since the last power rankings. And Every time we do the power rankings, they're on it. And every time they're on the power rankings, <laughs> I'm just going to say the same thing that I've said every other time. They're pesky. They're going to be there until the end. Uh, Wander Franco did get hurt. Harold Ramirez got hurt uh, either yesterday or the day before. Um, so keep an eye on that for them. But Shane McClanahan is just pitching out of this world. Uh, still probably the American League Cy Young winner if I had a vote. But uh, the Rays are number seven. Coming in at number six, we have the Philadelphia Phillies. 49-43 and 43 overall record. 10-8 and eight since the last power rankings. And they went on a good run into the All-Star break, winning, uh, sweeping the Marlins in Miami. First time they've won a series in Miami in God knows how long. Um, and they have... Played well in the absence of Bryce Harper. They played very well, very much uh, exceeding everyone's expectations of what they could do without Bryce Harper. They still have some holes in their team. Back into the rotation, bullpen still garbage. They still need a center fielder. But other than all of that, they have played well 
in the absence of Bryce Harper, and they are number six on our power rankings. Coming in at number five, our second National League East team, the New York Mets. 58-35 and 35 record for the Mets, 11-8 and eight since the last power rankings, and they need to figure it out or the Braves are going to overtake them for number one in the National League East once again in back-to-back years. It, for the Mets, it's the same story every year. They go into the All-Star break with high hopes and a high record, and then after the All-Star break, they just come crashing down. Um, so we'll see if Buck Showalter can keep them from doing that coming out of the All-Star break. Jacob DeGrom's probably going to be back pretty soon. Max Scherzer is back, and he's pitched very well since coming off of the injured list. They still have some other guys that they need to come off the injured list. But other than that, you know, they, they need to they need to figure out what they need to do to not fall off a cliff after the All-Star break. And right now they are number five. Coming in at number four, we're going to go just a few miles down the road. It's the New York Yankees, 64-28 and 28 record, 11-8 and eight since the last power rankings. And they are finally coming back down to earth. Um, they had a good lead on the rest of baseball for the best record in baseball, but now they are only, uh, what, three games ahead of the team with the second-best record in baseball. So – you know, it's they're coming back down to earth. I knew that the pace they were on was not sustainable. I told y'all that a while back, um, and they have not played very well over the past couple of weeks for, for, uh, compared to how they played the first couple months of the season. They still will most likely be a playoff team and still will most likely win the American League East, but they need to figure out what they've been doing wrong and get back on track with what they were doing the first couple months of the season unless they want to want the American League East race to be a lot closer than they expected it to be. Coming in at number three, we have our third and final National League East team, the Atlanta Braves. 56 and 38 record overall, 14 and 6 since the last power rankings. Braves are good reigning, defending, undisputed World Series champions, and they are just picking up right where they left off last year. Acuna hasn't gotten it together, but Dansby Swanson's pretty much picked up the slack. Ozzy Albies has been out since June 14th, I believe. Um, he is expected back in mid to late August, so they do expect him to come back this season. Um, Austin Riley has been playing out of his mind over the past month or so. Uh, if we were doing batter power rankings, he would probably be ranked number one today with what he's doing. He has closed the gap on Schwarber for the National League lead in home runs. I think the, I think the gap is now two home runs. I think Schwarber has 29 and Riley has 27. Um, so what Riley has been doing has just been insane. If Acuna can put it together and figure out what he's got going on and get his power stroke back along with what Austin Riley is doing. If he can continue that over the rest of the season, Michael Harris, the second has been an, uh, just a, a great, a great addition to their outfield. Um, their pitching is just, it's Braves pitching. The Braves always have good pitching. Um, Dansby Swanson has been playing way above his head in his contract year. And the Braves are a good team. And they're going to be in the playoffs come October. 
whether that be the National League East Division champion or a wild card spot, they're going to be in the playoffs come October. And good luck to anybody that has to face them in October. Coming in at number two, our best American League team this power rankings. It is the Houston Astros, 59 and 32 record overall, 14 and 5 since last power rankings. Um, honestly, the reason I had them jump the Braves is because they had one less loss than the Braves since the last power rankings. Um, otherwise, the Braves would probably be number two. But the Astros are number two. Jordan Alvarez is hurt. They, uh, last I heard, they expect him back at, shortly after the All Star break. So, you know, maybe he won't miss too much time. Um, but they've, uh, again, it's just another team that's just really, really good, plays really, really good ball, has really, really good pitching, and really, really good offense. Uh, they're another team that's going to be in October, and it would not surprise me one iota if it's the Astros and the Braves in the World Series uh, round two. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That'll be fun. And coming in at number one, our number one team on the baseball fanatic power rankings of this version it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's not the Angels. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. 60 and 30 record overall, 15 and 4 since the last power rankings. Honestly, the World Series will most likely be between the four teams in my top four the Yankees, Braves, Astros, and Dodgers. One of those four teams will probably come home with the World Series trophy. Um, they are pretty much the four best teams in baseball. Um, and it'll play out like that over the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Um, but the, the uh, another team with just good pitching and good hitting, they really don't have any holes outside of, you know, Bellinger, Bellinger and Muncie. Um, they really don't have any holes in their roster. And that is Part of the reason why they are ranked number one. So to recap, number 10, we have the Chicago White Sox. Number nine, the Baltimore Orioles. Number eight, the Seattle Mariners. Number seven, the Tampa Bay Rays. Number six, the Philadelphia Phillies. Number five, the New York Mets. Number four, the New York Yankees. Number three, the Atlanta Braves. Number two, the Houston Astros. And number one, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So congratulations to those 10 teams on making it on to this edition of the Baseball Fanatic Podcast Power Rankings. We'll see where y'all rank in three weeks. And that will bring us, ladies and gentlemen, to our random player of the episode quiz. Good luck on today's. Our random player of the episode comes to us from the Seattle Mariners. He is 31 years old, and he is a relief pitcher. Over his career, he has thrown 355 and a third innings, has a career ERA of 2.71, 484 career strikeouts and a 150 ERA plus, which means that over his career, he has been 50% better than league average. So far this season, he has only pitched four and a third innings. He has not given up an earned run, so he has an ERA of zero, six strikeouts, and he has not pitched enough to qualify and have an ERA plus. 31 years old, relief, relief pitcher, Seattle Mariners. His name is Ken Giles. So if you guessed Ken Giles, congratulations. You are today's winner. Your prize, as always, a high five.
and a thumbs up. Good job. Give yourself a pat on the back. You are today's winner. Make sure you join us on Thursday's episode of the show. We will take a look back at the Home Run Derby and at the All-Star Game. We will look ahead to some weekend series, and I will figure out something else for us to do on Thursday's episode of the show, so that's not the only thing we're talking about. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the show. As always, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find this podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button on your podcast service of choice so that you are always notified when a new episode drops. You can find the video versions of the show on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com, search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast, and you can look at my ugly mug. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on there so you can be notified when a new video drops. And you can find the show on social media. You can find it on Twitter and TikTok. Just go to either of those and search for the Baseball Fanatic Podcast. The profile picture is the logo for the show on both of those. Make sure you follow me on TikTok and follow me on Twitter. TikTok, I usually give instant reactions to big things that happen in the world of baseball as well as posting clips from the show and on Twitter, like last night with the draft, I live tweeted the draft and my reaction to uh, the first round of the draft. And then I had to go to bed with my three-year-old, but you can follow those and keep up with the show goings ons and slide on into my DMS on Twitter. My DMS are always open. Send me a question. I will answer it on the show. We can just talk about baseball if you want. But my DMs are always open for you to slide on in there. But that will be about it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. As always, I've been Troy. Y'all have been awesome. Peace, love, and rock and roll. I'm out. Bye.